0: been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. The force is strong in my family. What do you mean?
1: My father has it. What did you say? I have it.
2: Liar!
1: My sister has it.
2: I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain.
3: Take it back.
0: This is it. Check. I can hold it. Pull up. No, i right.
4: You're listening to the voice of the Alliance. Hello there. <laughs>
2: You are listening to The Voice of the Alliance. This is Gerard Baer, and I am joined this evening by several very special guests. Tonight is going to be our last Jedi roundtable and discussion um, on the new movie. I am uh, first joined by Brian Kurasek from ChannelStarWars.com. That's me. Thanks a lot for having
4: me on board, Gerard. Good, Great to be here.
2: No problem. Thanks, Brian. I also have uh, another special guest. Daniel Miller, who is also from ChannelStarWars.com, and the newest member of the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics admin team.
1: Yes. What's going on, dude? It is always uh, good to be on the
2: mic. We also have another admin from the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, Chris Ryan.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Great to be here.
2: And last but not least, we have young Connor Shakiti, who was also an admin from the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics.
3: What's up, everybody? Great to be here.
2: So we are pretty pumped. We are four days since the release of The Last Jedi. Um, I think most of us have seen it multiple times, some more than we may want to admit it. And I got to tell you, I personally, I think this is a fantastic movie. I came out of the theater for the first time thinking it was a nine started for a second time. And I think my, my score even went up on that. I mean, it's just, it was nothing that I expected. Things that I wanted to have happen did not happen. And I'm literally a hundred percent. Okay. With that. I mean, I think it was a fantastic movie. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about it, stuff that we liked about the movie. Um, and depending upon how much time we have, we can get into, um, a little bit more detail about different, different things that happened in the movie. Um, but what I'll do is I'll I'll start off with you, Brian. We'll uh, we'll ask you what uh, what specifically do you like about the movie? How do you feel about it?
4: I love the film. I've also seen it twice. I saw it Thursday night, opening night, and then I saw it again Sunday afternoon with a little less whiskey and a little more attention being paid. Thought it was amazing. What I liked most about it is how it turns conventions of Star Wars on its head. We've been all you know. We were happy to accept the Palpatine Vader paradigm with Snoke and Kylo Ren. They flipped that on us to you know by killing Snoke and the middle of the trilogy. Now Kylo Ren is the big bad. We expected the dragon to be defeated slash redeemed before killing the big bad. Now the big bad's dead. The dragon's become the big bad. I can't think of another major franchise where that kind of a story flip has happened. So excited that Ray well, this is debatable, but we're going to go with, I'm just going to, I'm going to believe Ray. I don't believe she's an unreliable narrator. She says they were nobodies. And this is a huge point of contention on oh, basically yeah. every, every Facebook page I've been on. And I can see you can read it both ways, but everybody appears to have forgotten that Kylo doesn't tell Ray her parents were nobodies. Ray tells Kylo. Everyone's like, oh, Kylo was lying. He was just manipulating. He wasn't – how could he lie? She's the one who said it. He said, you know, you've always known. Say it. And she says, they were nobodies. Like it's not, it's not Kylo tricking her. So I was excited about that. I, I've, we've talked about this on our podcast, the Star Wars Hour, over on Channel Star Wars, where Daniel had pretty much convinced me I was willing to accept her being a solo I feel like making her related to anybody, though, is A, predictable and trite, and B, it kind of takes agency away from her. You know, like every, as I'm fond of pointing out, and Gerard, you and I have talked about this online, out of the 10,000 plus Jedi and Sith that we see in the movies, only four characters actually have parents who were Force users. Now, the Jedi throw that off by not breeding, but the fact remains all of the major families that we know in Star Wars don't have room for another addition. It would be a major retcon. But when it comes right down to it, I was just—I didn't want her to be a Palpatine. That was my—that was my bottom line. Just don't make her Palpatine. I'll—I'll I'll accept anything else. But having her be. Yeah. Having her be her own character rather than a retread or, a, God forbid, a reincarnation, I thought that was great. So they just Ryan Johnson turned a lot of a lot of conventions on their heads, and instead of the cocky flyboy getting away with everything and saving the day, he gets slapped in the face and demoted. And that kind of sums up a lot of what I liked about um, about the film is that what we expect to happen doesn't happen, and that's what I expect from Star Wars. I don't want any storyline that I could guess to be the storyline that happens. That pretty much sums it up.
2: I do have different. I had different expectations as far as Ray's identity and I can get into that a little bit later when I swing back around. I'll, I'll go last on my, what I want and what I wanted and why I wanted it, but what I loved. Um, but no, those are great points. Um, Brian, uh, Daniel, what, what did you, what did you, I, I thought so too. Very well done. <laughs> Good job, Brian.
1: Um, Daniel, what'd you like? So I, clearly went into the movie uh my heart i i my i i had butterflies it was uh a very intense moment i got there very early uh 3 hours and wouldn't you believe it i was not the first guy there um so you know just that whole wait before and and brian did brian's right my throughout this whole wait i was pro solo wanted her to be related but i i'm telling you weeks before we geared up to watch this movie i came to the realization that i had to let go and i'm telling you it was almost like this movie was talking to you as it was giving you this story like like and that's what i loved about it but i'm just saying like i had to let go of the things i wanted in the eu and i needed this story to be like i had to keep telling myself like this is going to be different than what you are used to you got to let go of those things that you loved. Yeah, they'll pull certain ideas, maybe certain characters from what you used to read, but you got to let go of all that stuff. And I I kind of did. And I went into that movie not having any more expectations. And it wasn't what I wanted, but it was what I needed out of this movie, you know, and there were some parts that maybe were a little visually different for some people, but From all of the stuff that we have been reading, like all of these force powers, when Leia did that amazing freaking Superman thing through space and (laughs) attached herself to the door and sliced through the hologram, like I just, I don't know. I thought that was awesome. The music was amazing. Like I started getting goosebumps and just welled up because I love Carrie and uh, I love Leia. And that part right there, I was just like, that is awesome. She is not ready to go. I thought that was when she was ready to go. And like this is what Ryan was doing to us the whole time in that whole movie. It was like, they're done. They're out. Count them done. And boom, out of nowhere, it's like we're seeing some really cool force exploration. And that I guess that was really my favorite part of the movie was how we really got to dabble into the force. Um, <laughs> that little... Uh, uppercut with the force lightning from Snoke was friggin' awesome. I thought, Uh, you know, even though he didn't last long, but still there was just some certain things in that movie that I really liked. And, uh, but really all of it just came down to just how they really toyed with the force and how it really wasn't something we were used to seeing yet. And I think it kind of displaced some people's opinions on the movie, but I thought it was awesome because I was so used to reading it so much.
2: Yeah, no, it was um, it was definitely surprising. A lot of things were not what people were going to expect. Um, the hologram slice. I think Brian has something. Yeah, else I wanted to, to interject add that.
4: that. Dan- Daniel was. I love. Uh, I was a theater major in college, and I love. I've taken so much film theory classes; it just makes you sick. I'm overeducated in that. But I love what Johnson does with that. And Daniel, you're the first pers- person to actually mention that to me. When Leia's doing her little spacewalk and floating back through the bridge, the holo projector is still on, showing Snoke's ship on its side. And as Leia flies up to the door, she cuts through the hologram of the ship at the same point that Holdo's ship cuts through it later in the film. And it's just a brilliant piece of work. And I didn't notice it until Daniel had pointed it out to me the other day. I was like, wow, that is... That is some impressive filmmaking there. You can tell, you can tell Ryan Johnson's done one or two of these before.
1: Well, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily me, but it was something that was circulating around that a couple people caught on to that. Whoever did point that out, uh, kudos to you guys, but it, it was, it was just, I mean, I just had to bring it to light to everybody else. Cause it, it really was some cool stuff.
2: Did she actually cut through
1: the supremacy in the same spot where it's the raddest went from? I mean,
2: that, yeah, I don't remember. It, it's
1: was a it pretty close. Yeah, because like I when I went and saw it my second time, I was looking for it, so <laughs> I watched Leia float yeah. through it, and I was like, okay, so the angle it's at, like I mean, it's it's a close enough to where. You know, that was done intentionally, in my opinion. They
4: do some amazing foreshadowing in the film. With Between that and Luke saying, what did you think I was going to do? Go out there with a laser sword and face down the whole First Order? Cut to Luke goes yeah. out there with a laser sword and face down the whole First Order.
1: <laughs>
2: Man, that was, that was pretty great. There's a lot of good little, uh, there's a lot of foreshadowing in there.
4: Another one of those, when I was on the second watching, I was looking for this, but Luke doesn't actually leave footprints in his fight with Kylo. And it's a it's a subtle but definite there clue, and I at first they cut to Kylo's feet twice in that fight and see him scuffing and making red in the in the white salt, uh, salt there, and I, at first I thought I was like oh wow look at Luke and you know tell when he's about to attack because he flexes his feet or whatever like nope they're just saying look Kylo's leaving footprints and then they don't cut to Luke's feet but in every aerial shot you can see he is not leaving the red footprints and that's your first clue that he's not really there brilliant.
2: You know what? I saw that on my first viewing and I, you know, you, it's deliberate. Kylo puts his feet down. You see this red streak. Then Luke does it. You don't see the streak. And I didn't even think that it was any, I'm like, Oh, that's, well, that's weird. And I noticed it, but I didn't, obviously I'm not smart enough to have figured out that it wasn't really, that he wasn't really there. Um, but it it's cool now going back and seeing it the second and third and fourth time. I've got to go see it. It's, 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 it's really cool it's stuff that you know if you're paying attention which i really kind of wasn't but (laughs) anybody that was paying attention could kind of start piecing it together you know he he
4: does that matrix lean back instead of blocking the lightsaber like he can't block kylo's saber because his saber is not really there and of course the fact that he has the saber is also a bit of a giveaway since that saber broke in half 10 minutes prior to that (laughs)
2: Yeah. And it was, it was just funny. Like they never, you know, people like, oh, they were fighting. He had to have been there. I'm like, watch the movie again. They never connected. They never, they never engaged.
4: Yep. It's it's just an amazing fight. I mean, even without Luke striking a single blow, it's still some of the best lightsaber fight, uh, I think. I mean, it's my, I'm on record as my favorite lightsaber duel being the Sidious versus Maul and, and Oppress in Clone Wars. But that was, that was an amazing good one. one. I came out of The Last Jedi loving Luke Skywalker more than I ever did after Return of the Jedi. It, it's just seeing him as seeing Absolutely. him as, as a flawed individual and i loved loved when kylo tells ray about the night the temple burns it's subtle but clear mark hamill's portrayal of luke in kylo's retelling he's angry he's savage he he strikes first but then in luke's retelling he's you know he's ashamed. He's he's sorry, and he's and he's remorseful that that he even had those thoughts. Much less that that Ben saw him, and it's just the way that when you have a different narrator of the flashback, the flashback is portrayed differently. It's just such a beautiful piece of work. I can't believe that I, I can't believe that people don't don't see it and appreciate it. It's it's disappointing to to hear any kind of you know backlash on that because it's so yeah. carefully
1: constructed. I, I... This movie, to me, the whole, before we pass the torch on to the other guy, sorry, Chris and Connor, but my whole, like, the whole time I'm thinking was the whole underlying theme to this movie was identity. Like, every one of them were trying to figure out who they were and what they were doing. Poe, uh, Luke, Ray, Kylo, they, they all had a moment of identity uh of, of, of trying to figure out what they were doing and wh- where their, what their purpose was. And, uh, that's what I got from that movie as well.
2: I think the only one that was on, uns- uh, the only one that was sure of his identity was Snoke, Snoke. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I will not be betrayed. Two seconds later gets betrayed. <laughs>
4: right. Uh, you know, so, they uh, say that w- we've heard complaints that Ryan Johnson doesn't include the line. I've got a bad feeling about this. I, I think when, When Snoke says, I cannot be beaten, I can just hear Palpatine. I've got a bad feeling about
0: this.
2: (laughs) I know. It's it's good stuff. I don't want to take all the nuggets away from uh, the other guys. Chris, um, what are you thinking, bro? What was your, uh, what's your take? What's your, uh, what's your favorite stuff?
0: All right. So uh, for me, my favorite part, if you remember the part right after uh, the Lucasfilm logo pops up. And then the moment after the kid with the broom. Those are my favorite parts of this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I uh, think oh, so. The so the whole
0: thing. Yeah, the whole was- yeah the, the the whole thing. Um, you know, I would say like I, I've said before, like a, a, a <clears throat> I don't really like to say like which one is better than which one as far as the movies go, but. Uh, the one I watched the most is Return of the Jedi. You know, that was when I came out when I was eight years old. I, I, I just, I just love that one. Uh, but I knew that the better movie was Empire Strikes Back. I don't know anymore. I, I really do think that this one, uh, like I said, I've watched it a few times now and it keeps getting better every time I see it. Um, the story is so deep, deeper than a lot of people give it any credit for. Uh, every scene was important. Even the Kanto bite stuff, all that was important uh it really opened up the galaxy uh ryan johnson really opened up what the what the force is and uh uh, you know what these people can do with it um and uh, one thing i will say i agree with everything that everyone has said so far but another thing is kylo ren is justified i do believe he is justified in his anger and uh his resentment towards, uh, uh, you know, Luke and and, and his family and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. I like. Wow, dude, I get it. It's I
4: think amazing. it was it was it's so amazing. well portrayed, and yeah. and Adam Driver is a brilliant actor. I first saw him in Girls, and I hated him, yeah. but I realized that <laughs> I, I hated the character, and that's because that's a good actor. Right. And then later in the show, mm-hmm. the character on the sh-
2: tremendous the character actor. in the
4: show, whose name is also Adam gets a part in a Broadway mm-hmm. play, or not a Broadway but in a play and you see him acting and i'm here to tell you to portray an actor who is acting is a really it's tough to do and to show that yeah. like to maintain that he is the character he's playing but that character is playing a different role right. it's it's, and it's it's next level i was really impressed with him and his work is color like kind of his work as color ren has always always impressed me and, you know, yep. the the complaints about him are basically boiled down to, I'm not eight years old watching Return of the Jedi anymore, so I hate all the new movies.
0: Right. And and that's the one thing yeah. uh, with, with some of the fans um, is that they're playing gatekeeper to the old trilogy. And they it's like they want almost a paint-by-numbers Star Wars movie. Like it has to have this. It has to have that. Uh, and it can't go outside of that boundaries. And people, uh, they just don't seem to like it. This one was, was – so different from from all the other ones. So many different elements, and that's what I wonder from this new sequ- this sequel trilogy is, you know, you, you can you can uh, uh, harken back a bit to like some of the old traditions, but make a whole bunch of new ones. And I think we're starting to get that with Ryan Johnson's movie.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. I think um, I, I really think he nailed it. Um, uh,
3: Connor, what did you like about the movie? Uh, what can I say? I loved it. Seriously. Um there's too much I loved in this movie. There's actually like a few firsts I had with this film. It was the first time that I actually loved it, but at the f- same time I didn't know what to think about it because it was so different. Like what the what the story that Ryan Johnson crafted was so unexpected and so different in my mind that I saw that when I tried to explain it to my friends that i that actually saw it with me i i broke down crying like completely crying because what he created was so fantastic like he took star wars burned it down to the ground and rebuilt it in this all in the same movie like i got to give him props for that um there's too many good moments in this film you know snoke's death that surprised me luke dying that was i thought i would be Really sad with how he died, but I wasn't. Um, Yoda showing up when Yoda showed up, I was, I was bawling my eyes out. Oh
1: my god, yes,
2: me too, dude.
1: I'm right there with you. You saw those little green
2: ears coming in from the left side of the screen. Oh, it was so
4: great, and it was a puppet again, too. I love that. Although, I gotta say, I gotta snark a little bit. Did anybody count the toes on Yoda because that's a variable?
1: Oh, Uh, (laughs) was it three? I don't think his feet are shown.
2: I think there was three. Um, I think you can see his little claws sticking out from the bottom of his robe at one point when he's slapping his knee laughing. But you know what I did see? Just not to get off track, but about Yoda. I saw somebody complaining online that Yoda looked like a Muppet. I I was. Oh, that's so bad. Is that ironic? Does anybody else? I don't. Yeah, do you see the irony there? I mean, he actually. Are we also? Angry his that he sounds like prank? So he's either too CG or he's or too also much angry that he sounds like Fozzie really <laughs> <about that. laughs> Right. Exactly. He looks too. He looks too fake. He's a, he's not computerized. Love, now he looks like a muppet. Yeah, I love all the can't exactly can't
4: CGI Chewbacca <laughs> and Ryan Johnson's like that was not, um, CGI.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I oh, feel like, I feel like
1: we knew about this. A while back though, because I did an actual YouTube video about Frank Oz being hired by Pinewood um when they were shooting the film. So I had a feeling Yoda was gonna be it. And when he showed up, it was the feels all over because one of my so my favorite movie is A New Hope, but my favorite scene ever in Star Wars is when we meet Yoda. It's just it's the best thing in the world to me. Crazy old hermit. Sorry. That's a good scene. Yeah.
2: Hey, Connor, Connor, if you had to pick one scene, what's your favorite scene in the entire That's one of the hardest
3: questions I've ever been asked in life. Um, (laughs) You've got a pretty good life, then. I I mean, I've probably been asked harder questions, but I just kind of block them out and just put Star Wars at the forefront. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I'll say right now, when Holdo sliced through the supremacy and also destroyed the multiple resurgent class... Star Destroyers at behind the supremacy, like everyone yeah. forgets that. That was, I almost screamed, Oh my goodness, because it went just dead silent. I almost um, screamed something other than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's, it's funny. One of the notes I wrote down was, How many ships did the radish shred? That was one of the notes because I'm looking at it and I was trying to count them with Steve yesterday. We went again, me and Steve MacMan,
3: and it, that's that's a great scene, Connor Snow. Snoke's death, I was surprised, and then I realized, oh wait, this is kind of like the Emperor dying in Return of the Jedi. And everyone, at least as far as I know, because I was born in 97, probably was very ticked off at that as well. I mean, I don't know, but...
4: I wanted to chime in that we first meet Admiral Radisson Rogue One using a Star Destroyer to smash into another Star Destroyer, and then in Last Jedi... Holdo destroys Snoke's ship using a star destroyer or using a ship named the Radis. I just think that's a nice little bookend and how who knew that star destroyers were so sharp I couldn't believe it just cleaved right through like through a cake
2: yeah
3: that was a pretty sweet visual (laughs) there's just so much with this story that I could unpack but that I just can't think of off the top of my head so that's all I got now
4: does Poe call him general hugs when he's calling in
2: did I mishear that yes no he does he definitely calls him hugs yeah uh, yeah (laughs) yeah. that's i think that's even in the visual dictionary which that book is um you have to get that it's uh this so it's just so
1: great i love um um, hux's little like when when he got slammed on the ground or slammed up against the wall his little like "Ah!" (laughs)
2: Like uh, yeah he squeals like a little little, like a little little wounded animal.
1: i i I mean
4: kylo does it again too as soon it's as Kylo's Supreme Leader, I was like, great, now I get to mess with Hux and jam him up against a wall.
1: Oh, it was, it was awesome, yeah. He rolls his R's kind of weird, too, like the Rebellion. Oh, it was, it's, a, it's great. I love it. He's so over it's, the top. I, I think a, that's what great he's great supposed job. to be. I mean, did you notice his eyes? They were just, like, blacked out this time. Like, his eyes were definitely more dark. His eyebrows, like, looked like they were, like, everything about him looked more over the top this time. And I think that's what made Huck so like kind of funny. Like it was even his sideburns y- were a little out of control. Yeah, and, and I really feel like they really fit that whole um, old school, uh, you know, cereals like that you would you that you used to get, you know what I mean? Like where it was just like these villains were just way over the top. So I, I don't know. I, I just thought uh, it was amazing. I thought it was funny. It was yeah. good. Connie,
2: you got anything else? Yeah, to I just got, got one, something
3: else to say. Uh, Ray's parentage reveal I was so happy that she was a no, that her parents are nobodies. And I was actually very surprised that I called it to a T because in the movie when um, it was revealed in just like anti, basically anticlimactically in a line of dialogue. And I remember talking to a few of my friends of like a month back or so saying to them, oh, you know, what if... What if her parents are nobodies and it's revealed anticlimactically in a line of dialogue? And when that happened in the movie, I actually almost flipped out, but I, you know, I didn't, but I almost did. That was, that was awesome. The moment
4: that they announced that The Force Awakens was happening and we knew that there was a protagonist who used the Force, every single one of us has assumed, oh, well, she's going to be a Skywalker. She's got to be. And to me, as I mentioned earlier, if it's a plot line that I can guess three years before the movie actually is produced, I don't want to see that plot line. I don't want to write the movie. I want i want Lucasfilm to. You guys just met me, right? Who wants to hear a movie I, I can guess the storyline of? And I asked a few people over the course of the last couple of years, was it so unpleasant to you to be surprised that Darth Vader was Luke's father that you never want to feel that way again? Like you just always want everything to be – exactly what you expect it to be and that's what to me that's what a film should be i don't want a predictable trite obvious answer i want it to be something unusual and i think an overarching theme of this film and to a lesser extent perhaps force awakens now that the force has awakened you know we really as far as we know since the fall of the galactic empire sorry since the rise of the galactic empire there have been virtually no force users other than luke's students and then and and that didn't go so well but now you know little stable boys on on canto bite are getting the force and i think that snoke explained it well and i don't think he had any reason to lie at that point darkness rises and light to meet it you know kylo ren is the scion of the skywalker family he's obviously a powerful agent of the force but something's got to balance it and the force always always rises to balance when there's an imbalance. And we see that even back in the prequel trilogy when, I, I hate to say it, but the Force was clearly conspiring with Palpatine to bring him to power. I mean, he couldn't have deceived the entire Jedi Council for years. They're the only people with any reason to to be concerned about a, a Sith in their presence. They're the only people with the capacity to detect him, and he's having tea with them every afternoon.
2: You know what, were Just probably too comfortable and too arrogant you know, the whole, the order kind of get to that point, you know, Chris, you have something?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to go back to, something. I just want to go back to something that Connor said, uh, about, uh, you know, being in the theater and seeing, uh, that Ray's parents are nobodies. When that happened in the theater for me, I, I literally pointed at the screen. I was allowed this person there for the, for this part. Normally I'm very reserved when I'm in, in, a uh, in public, but, um, like when that happened, and she, and when when uh, Ben was like, "Say, it. say who they are. Say who they are," and then she's like, "Nobody." And then he went into it and, and and took it a little bit further with her. I literally pointed to the screen and was like, "Ha! I told you." You know, I it was it was uh, it was just I, this whole time like either I was okay with there being a Kenobi or just nobody. You know, I don't think she had to be related to anyone like being being a Skywalker, you know, that doesn't guarantee, you know, the Force is not familial. You know, it's not uh, uh, something that it only runs in this family or that family, like everyone has it. So uh, uh, I was very happy that that this new Force user was not someone who was, you know, related to any uh, character we know from the past. It's, it's, I'm so glad that they are moving forward. And yeah, she doesn't have to be related to anyone. So I'm very happy with that.
2: Yeah, a lot of people seem to be, quite happy with that um i am not one of them i i shouldn't say i'm not happy with it i had just, i just had different expectations i have i have the expectation that these trilogy the trilogy sagas um they're about the skywalker film and i know that that kylo ren is a skywalker in a solo i didn't want to think that this saga is going to end with him being the the skywalker that you know i just especially after this movie i don't see him as someone that can be redeemed i think he's uh, he's very very immature he can't control his emotions he doesn't have doesn't seem like he has what it takes to kind of you know by definition be redeemed um it i almost turned my whole Thinking around during that duel, I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm, I've not been a Kylo fan. In fact, I despised him. Killed Han Solo mm-hmm. to me, that was just awful. But th- when they were fighting together like that, I'm like, you know what? I might be able to get behind this clown. This guy is, is <laughs> they're fighting together, you know, it was that was a great fight. And then when it's over, he goes back to being a clown. Um, that was very disappointing for me.
0: He was always one of my favorites, Kylo. And I do think that even though, yeah, he killed Han, I still think even now, I still think he can be redeemed because, like I said, I, I still I think um, from his point of view, with, with what happened, he's he's absolutely justified in his anger, and I hope that there's a way they can bring him around. Hopefully, uh, with with uh, with Luke uh, now now dead or going to be a force ghost. Hopefully, he's a force ghost, uh, will be <clears throat> uh, that push. That 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 Kylo needs to come back because I think as long as Luke keeps and you know, keeps haunting him or you know just being at his side and being like a a, a nuisance so to speak, I think that there is a, a definite possibility that he can come back.
1: And Ray did say she yeah. saw his future. We can't forget that. Yeah, she said he can turn.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is he was justified in being upset with Luke, but I mean when Luke read into Kylo, Kylo yeah. had already been corrupted by Snoke, too. So, I mean, it's not like Luke didn't push him to the edge. He was going there, and Luke may have just kind of overreacted, and rather than trying to help him, he kind of, you know, he had that, yeah. hey, I need to take care of this kid. Then he didn't, you know, he didn't do it, obviously, but, you know, you, Luke, you know, Kylo looks up, sees his uncle,
0: and, next, you know, we see what we saw. Like, what, what would happen, though, like, if, if they're going to do more saga movies, would this be... Like, would he have to? He'd have to either have some kind of a kid between, uh, I guess, now and when episode nine ends, uh, or something like that, for, for at least the Skywalker lineage to keep going so he can do those saga movies. I don't think they're going to
4: continue. Broom saga kid movies. Becomes everything I've read, episode nine is the end of the Skywalker <laughs> saga. And then their, the next trilogy that Ryan Johnson's doing is going to, as they say, explore parts of the galaxy never before explored. I think that episode nine is going to be the last. I think episode nine is the last we'll see of this. Oh,
0: okay, man. I'm fine. You with know, that. we
4: may see a cameo here or there in other in other uh, films, but I don't think this saga is going to continue. I suspect. I don't know.
1: We might get solo films yeah. from them and stuff. Yeah, but you know what? That kind of frustrates me because
2: doing that and having if this saga ends with the Skywalker being the antagonist, I feel like that diminishes Anakin being the Chosen That's One. That's true.
4: That's like, a, that is a valid point.
2: It's. I'm, I'm, I can't I'm disagree very, with very, I'm a very, I was four years old. I saw A New Hope in the theater. I loved Vader and I became obsessed with, you know, oh, fascinated wait, oh. with Vader and with that lore and, you know, with the Clone Wars and with the prequels, love the prequels. My favorite Star Wars movies are Revenge of the Sith. I don't know if it will ever be topped. It's, it's tied with the last minute and 30 seconds of Rogue One <laughs> because that was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I waited nice. my whole life to see <laughs> oh, it, so that. that was unbelievable. but him him being the chosen one if that was you know i just feel like if if ray i mean as every hour passes my dream of her being a skywalker gets you know it's fading and fading and fading away but if kylo if he if he gets if he does get redeemed i don't think that's terrible because he's just he's a good bad guy and i like i literally don't like the character i mean Mm -hmm. i like it but i don't like him you know what i mean um He's a great guy to, to root against, in in my opinion. I mean, tons of people like the guy, but he's just not like Vader to me. And I probably shouldn't have liked Vader. Maybe that, that says something about my psyche. But um, it is definitely, you know, like I said, it diminishes that chosen one kind of thing. And it just, I, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't seem right. But all that being said, I still saw this thing and I walked out of there like, man, this movie was awesome. I mean, this is my this is my second favorite. Out of all the movies, this is right below Revenge of the Sith as of right now. Um, That's funny, Revenge of the Sith and Return of
4: the Jedi are my top two, and they're mainly because those are the Palpatine heavy ones. I'm a Palpatine cosplayer, voice actor, collector. I've got a City Sidious saber. Like it's just it's full on for me. And i just laughing about what you said, Gerard, about maybe you shouldn't have shouldn't have liked Vader as a kid. I too liked Vader as a kid, and I love seeing all these pictures of fans posting pictures of their infants in little Kylo Ren onesies <laughs> and little Kylo Ren masks. I'm like, have you seen the movie? I don't know that Kylo Ren is the best role model for you to give your son, dad, like, come yeah. on. And, you
2: right. know, as much as I don't like, as much as I don't like <laughs> Kylo Ren in the movie, Adam Driver is just an awesome actor. Cause he comes across, like, you can see the immaturity, the anger, the aggression, the confusion, his, his lack of confidence, but at the
1: same time, he's confident. My like, my favorite, my favorite part was they were filthy junk traders, and they sold yeah. you for drinking money. I just I just loved <laughs> that for some reason. I don't. You don't know have a part to play in the
4: story when Snoke is complaining to him about how you yeah. um, you take off take that ridiculous thing off and and whatnot. He's talking trash to him, but Kylo's when he first even through the helmet, I gave you everything, everything to the dark side. Just you can feel like. What's it going to take with you, dude? And I, I, in hindsight, I think that was the first yeah. step towards, I'm going to kill you, you withered old bugger. Yeah. Can we talk about Snoke's belt, <laughs> Snoke's ball gown? Like I, I, I've always said, I think I that the loved... Sith really wanted to be secretive about it. Maybe they shouldn't wear all black and wave around red lightsabers. But now that I see what a dark sider who doesn't wear black looks like, I'm like, maybe let's go back to the black
1: his his voice sounded much different to me uh, when you actually got to hear him off the hologram. Like, he had a, a much different way that he delivered himself uh, in in The Force Awakens. And then when you got to see him, he was more relaxed and he was just, like, laughing. And I don't know, it was just kind of cool to see Snoke just chilling back. And, like, I, I thought he was awesome, yeah. actually, <laughs> when, when we're, like, watching him. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, I don't know the, the the gold suit. Like you could just tell, like his confidence and his arrogance. It just it just shown. How great
2: was how great was it to look at him after he got cut in half and they cut to his face and his, his tongue sticking out. You know, he looks like a yeah. <laughs> it's just
3: that was great. That's probably terrible to say. Snoke's
4: not but... really dead. Tongue hanging out, cut in half.
3: <laughs> Connor, what do you got? Um, I just want to like add to what you and Brian said about Kylo. Either going and going to the light side or going to the dark side. And I would say that, I mean, you both have very valid points and I honestly support both of them. Like if he goes to the light side, great for those people that want to, you know, have have him go to the light side and everything. But if he stays on the dark side, you know, that'd be even better. You know, I just, you know, I would love either way. It's it's great either way. Um, And then with Snoke, yeah, I loved how he was so overconfident like how how luke says to palpatine your overconfidence is your weakness that that, that line is true in this in episode 8 when he set when uh kylo is set is set in quotation marks to kill ray after snoke has basically thrown her around like a rag doll and He says, I see, and Snoke says to Kylo, I see your every intent. I see your every thought. And then Kylo just like turns Luke's light, uh, Anakin's lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, whoever, the blue, the blue Skywalker lightsaber at this point, and just turns it and then ignites it and kills him. That was, that was so shocking. And and I think a few people in my theater were thought, and I think said, Oh my goodness. So it was,
1: I had to watch that part over again yeah. too. Like when, like, really pay attention to that part. Yeah, there
2: were two parts in that movie where I actually turned and I looked at Steve. One was when, when. That's that's weird. I turned and looked at a Steve too. That's Whoa. my brother's name. My, my Steve is much shorter than your Steve. I'll bet. <laughs>
1: Probably my 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 brother's taller than me. He's my I little think Steve, brother. Steve Steve McMahon's four foot Oh
2: eight. my goodness. No, he's not. He's gonna be mad that I said that. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> when the when the ratus
2: got hit and, and leia just blew out the side and i'm like uh i looked at him like dude did that just happen and he didn't even look at me he just was staring straight ahead didn't say anything i think he may have been popcorn falling out of his mouth yeah there was drool coming out <laughs> the <riff. laughs> um, it was, but the other <laughs> when snoke out, i'm like what i looked at him and same thing looking straight ahead no expression just shocked
4: there were a few really nice touches of cinematography where they they changed the speed of the of the film i, I, I we always talked already talked about when the radis hits Snoke's ship uh, that you know that it's almost it, feel, it feels like 10 15 seconds of just dead silence and that's the first time in star wars we actually see space that doesn't carry sound but the uh, if you notice there's just a, just for a minute but right at the beginning of ray and kylo's fight versus the praetorian guards they it slows down for just a second right as they first engage and it's it's so it's uh
2: yeah that just that great. Moment of
4: slow motion and then here we go guys i know just
0: unbelievable yeah. well
2: wow, that was a good fight chris you got you got something
0: uh yeah um i think ever since the force awakens ended like you know we realized who uh kylo ren was uh you know han first said his name for two years, I've been calling this guy Ben Solo because I'm like, okay, I, I still think he can be redeemed. He can come back. Um, while I would still love to see it, after this, after Last Jedi, I'm like, oh, no, he, he's Kylo Ren. He's, like, <laughs> he he is. Yeah, yeah. he's gone around the band. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think one of the other awesome things about this uh, going forward um, <clears throat> after force awakens everyone oh, everyone had their theories and everyone had their speculations on on what was going to happen who was going to do what and all that kind of stuff um after this one i have no idea where they could go from here and i love that
1: yeah me too oh man that is such a good feeling uh, like it's like where do what do you right. want to speculate yeah. like it's yeah, ah, you know what? We were so wrong once, <laughs> and and now it might be a JJ Ryan right. tag team. You Sorry. know what I think? I think Same. Kylo's
2: really gone round the bend. Oh. Yes, oh. nice. I love it. Uh, uh, I gotta. Go. I got go. awesome.
1: No, waka waka, yeah. waka oh. waka. You guys had it. <laughs> I need a drink. So the fight scene, though, like what Brian was talking about, uh, I just wanted to say one thing about the fight scene. When she throws him the lightsaber and he just clicks it on like a gun and just yeah. pops that dude right in the face. Yeah. He blasted <laughs> him right in the awesome. eye hole. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that whole yeah. fight scene was really I'm good. I'm telling
2: you, that fight scene turned me around. I'm like, this guy it was a great fight scene and like the music playing with it and you're like starting to feel hopeful. And I'm like, this is great. They're teaming up. Um, and then I get disappointed. And then he goes,
1: yeah. and your parents were yeah. filthy junk traders. who sold you for drinking. You're a piece money. of garbage. <laughs> a piece of garbage <laughs> <but> <laughs> oh my God. Like awesome awesome uh, to me. You know what? Nobody,
2: nobody ever taught him how to talk to yeah. girls. <laughs> There's a funny moment. Yeah. I, I,
1: it cracked
4: me up both times. I saw the film when Kylo says uh, like right after the fight, He's like, I want you to join me. And he basically gives Ray the join me and we can rule the galaxy together as father and son line. And it, it's like Ray's. But the adds please. It's, it, it, it's like Ray has seen the other movies. She's like, oh, dude, don't do this. Like, <laughs> come on. We've all seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We've all seen Empire Strikes Back. Like, we know <laughs> the join me and we'll rule the galaxy together thing never works out. Like, come on. Don't go this way. I just thought that was funny. There's, there's a few. Yeah. yeah, we talked about the comedy and you know Poe messing around with the guys and, and uh, with with Huck's. There's some really funny moments like having Gareth Edwards taste the salt and go,
3: "It's salt." Like it. That, that wasn't uh, Gareth that tasted it. Oh, wasn't it? Who was that? It, he was. He, no, Gareth.
4: Yeah, Gareth. Okay. Yeah. Gareth was next. All right. Well, my bad. I don't know what Gareth was. He was like. there. He was sorry, the next Gareth, South. friend of the show. Um, <laughs> but the fact I. I've seen a few people comment online that, like, you know, little-known Star Wars fact: the planet crate is actually the condensed tears of of uh, TLJ haters. But you oh, know, like, I love tasting <laughs> a, like add salt, pretty salty out there. That and um, when I, I, I don't know when when Ray when Luke tells Ray to reach out and she reaches out her hand, that's a that's hilarious. But then what Luke does to her is really funny. Like when he smacks oh. her, that little
3: ow! Yeah. It's the force. Oh, it's really strong. I also. Yeah, I also love when he asks her, "You can't be from nowhere," and she says she's from Jak- Jakku. And then Luke replies, "Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much from nowhere."
4: That's awesome. I'd and he's from gone. Tatooine.
3: What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, really. Speaking he's of Tatooine,
4: gone, right, he, guy, how can, boom, can we address roasted. the the two sons moment as he's as he's dying?
3: That was beautiful. That, oh, uh, that was so poetic. That that got me.
1: I was all right good so that was a thing that happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of just like, for yeah, a I minute twin although twin, suns, twin suns, sons like, oh, there
4: I've heard it said that it
1: faded away I, right
4: Octo. Yeah, yeah okay that, that, does Orbit actually suns. have two sons or was he just was that I I could I wasn't clear because like in the very next shot you don't see both sons It
2: does and I'll read oh, I'll true. let you guys talk let me find exactly where it says it in the uh, visual dictionary but yeah it's, it it has two sons It orbits two That suns. was
4: again I came out of this movie just absolutely enamored of Luke Skywalker, and and I, he's—I have perceived him as my foe and an upstart since I was nine. So to
0: to have this movie
4: turn it around and like, just watching him, oh, I, I never liked Superman as a kid because he was just unstoppable. And Luke, barring one, you know, two weeks after he learns there is such thing as a lightsaber, he's fighting Darth Vader and surviving.
1: And it seemed. No, go hey, ahead. Kylo yeah. is. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, I, I was well, just. Uh, I was just saying that, like, seeing, ahead, seeing him,
4: sorry. seeing his regret over his failures, just it, it was moving. And I, I love Mark Hamill. I love his work as the Joker and as Knocker, and just all I, I love everything he's in. Um, but but seeing him, you've not seen Jane <laughs> Bob strike back. It's unbelievable work.
1: So no, I know. I I've seen it. You brought that it's up as one of his most moving <laughs> pieces, <Very laughs> touching moment. The way the way he punches oh, Jay
4: man. right in the cross. Oh man! But uh, no, so when any, he was ugly.
1: When... But see, yeah, so, <laughs> the
4: feeling he
3: puts. In, Sounds like the feeling he puts right into that,
4: that character is, is amazing to me, and I felt him more as a, a more of a person than a demigod in this movie, and. Yeah, I've always made jokes about, yeah, you know, that's what Jedi do when they mess up is they go hide on a remote planet and wait 20 years. Someone else will show up. It'll be cool. Like, you know, the snark and the cynicism has become such a part of my appreciation of the film. And, you know, like I, you know, I, I portray Palpatine as making fun of stuff like that all the time. But I was, you know, tears in my eyes walking in that movie like I he's I can't believe he's gone. And, I, you know, we're going to see him as a force ghost in the next movie. Right. Like, yeah, surely, yeah. You know? He even told us. He oh, said, yeah. "See you around." Yeah. I mean, you
2: know what? Please, so, please, yeah. please, somebody tell me that we're going to see Luke and Anakin uh, side uh, by that side, be side be amazing. trying to Tears. that would I mean, be
1: something to redeem Kylo. I'll just, yeah, I'll just walk <laughs> off into the oh, sunset at that point. <laughs> I'm just gonna,
2: let, I'm out. Here yeah. we go. All I've right. seen it. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. To take it from the end of the movie, what Brian was talking about back to the beginning, I loved also Kylo's I'll Show You moment after Snoke gives him a bunch of crap and then he gets into his uh, tie slicer silencer. and uh, goes to shoot <laughs> up mommy's ship <laughs> and goes to pull the trigger. Is it the is is it, silencer? silencer? Is it what is it? Silencer. <laughs> oh, forgive me, everyone. I'm going to get destroyed. DJ was the slicer. That's right. DJ, whatever. I know what you meant. His, ship, his really cool starship that spins that around when he decided to try to shoot mom, he couldn't do it. He couldn't shoot mom. And it was awesome because like a flip back from Leia to him and his eyes just welling up and he takes his hand off the trigger. And when his boys end up, his wingmates end up flying past him, he had a little bit of like that. Oh no. Like kind of look like just for like a hair and then just let it go. I guess <laughs> after that happened. Um, But I—I I mean, did did he feel her Probably. go? Like
3: he would have felt that, how right? Did, how you did know? we like Admiral so. Holdo? I loved her. Um, yeah, that was uh, the one thing. Um, I was unsure
4: you know, of her if you heard the Leia book. Apparently, she's introduced I, in I that book, well, is that right? She is. Yeah, and I've heard yeah. her likened yeah. to Luna. Um, pretty big
2: solid friendship. Yeah, oh, yeah she's Mary really flaky in that
4: book. Yeah, she's the flaky friend. She doesn't look like an admiral, but she sure acts like one. I was really impressed. And as yeah. a Navy vet, I've I've encountered that sort of leadership. Very accurate. Good job, Laura Dern.
2: Yeah, she did a good job. Um, I warmed up to her at first. I'm like, ah, but I warmed up to it. And I, I in, in reading the Leia book, you get to know the character a little bit. And I like all those little tie-ins of, you know, the books and the you know, stuff. I like everything kind of connected, so um, all those little little tidbits, or even if I didn't necessarily love the character to death, it was, uh, it was cool uh, to gee, see that You connection. know who my
0: favorite new character is? He's that, uh... The Porgs? Uh, it, uh, no. It, no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, um, that First Order Captain of the Dreadnought?
3: Captain Canandy. Oh,
0: that badass? Captain Kennedy? Captain Kennedy? Took it like, yeah, oh, that took it like a, like a champ
2: yeah chris the, chris sent a picture of that dude that dude's face when he knew that ship was coming yeah. up he's just like bring it on <laughs> sucker!" Yeah, that, was awesome. was, that dude was uh he was a boss that was really that was a cool scene yeah.
0: <laughs> I, 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 yeah,
2: like, I think he might be one of my favorite characters from the movie too yeah,
0: i need like i said i need his action figure i need a comic series on this guy um yeah, give, give me his whole backstory i, I want to learn more about the um the
4: crew member She uh, the the woman crew member on the, in the opening scene who is,
0: um, you want from game. of Thrones. Yes. That's the
4: one I was just going to, she's aunt Liza. I forget her last name. Uh, Aaron. She's Liza. Right.
0: I was like, wait, where's the nine year old?
4: (laughs) I want to see, I I wish I could Photoshop. I want to see a scene of her breastfeeding nine year old Anakin. (laughs) Ah. it's nice to i'm a big fan of that that kind of thing i love i love little crossover bits like that and there's a a few actors in this movie that have been in in other stuff that just just absolutely send me i mean of course hux armitage hux is uh uh, yeah he's one of the he's the the werewolf weasley so good good stuff there (laughs) um i've heard objections online that the canto bite scene is essentially uh meaningless and basically just filler to give, to like give. I, yeah, I, I, I disagree, but I'd like to hear what you guys think of it.
2: I like the visuals in that scene. I mean, when you first come into the casino and you see, you know, like each time I watch it, I'm kind of looking at a different spot so I can see the different, the different creatures. And,
1: that little drunk alien dude put oh, his oh, hand. we have to in the BB Eight was, BB8 great. was great. Well, BB-8, You can hear the BB-8 coins rolling just, around inside him. I them. think BB Eight
4: has transcended droid into just <laughs> <Yeah>. magical. He, <laughs> he has
0: it's the first force sensitive droid. He has a, he <laughs> yeah. has a coin lock. Yeah, he's like
2: he's like kicking ass and tying he up three people. Needs and, is yeah. inside
4: that ball how how could they possibly have planned for? Hey, what if what if uh the what if the BB Eight model gets somehow filled with coins? And needs to use them as a weapon. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. Just we'll just insert a pneumatic coin slot so that you know wherever they are inside his <laughs> ch- chassis.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's the one thing. Those astromech droids are pretty much Swiss Army knives on wheels. You know, like all of them. Like like yeah. r Yeah, but they're uh, he was like they're
4: Swiss Army knives yeah. that yeah. also have jet engines and like you know lightning bolts yeah. and somehow can fly too. And I'm not I'm not complaining. Yeah. I think it's I think it's great. You know I it's love BB-8.
2: He's got a sandwich in there. Then that oh dude just God. became my yeah, favorite. Yeah, need character. that dude sure right now. I'm sure he
4: does. I'm sure there's some sort of a matter replicator <laughs> in there. Where if you, the only thing it couldn't provide you is tea. Mm. Nothing. No Hitchhiker's Guide fans. Ah, that joke fails every time. All right, I'm, I'm come back to me. I'll I got another just,
0: one. <laughs> I think for. A- <laughs> I think, uh, think Canto Bite is, is a much more important scene that people give it credit for. Uh, I think, it, like, besides showing another side of the galaxy, how the other half lives, um, I think w- one of the other things is when when you see these people, all these, these people living in decadence on, on Canto Bite or, or uh, vacationing in decadence, and you see what they're up to, and they're providing weaponry and, and, and ships and everything to the First Order, and then DJ shows them that they're also providing it for the uh, resistance as well. I think it just, it just shows that he, 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 I mean, he is definitely right. He's not, um, he's not wrong in any way, DJ and everything he's talking about. Um, So I think that's one of the awesome things uh, about the scene. I do think it's important. It may have drug on a little bit, but I do think it it is, it is equally important to help broaden the galaxy and and show people uh, more of what, uh, what this sequel trilogy era galaxy has to offer.
3: Yeah, Kanto Bite was actually a pretty cool sequence. I remember when it was being first described behind the scenes as kind of like a casino place. Space. Yeah, I was I was on board with it. I was like, "All right, sweet, a a rich hive of scum and villainy instead of a poor hive of scum and villainy." Sign me up. I'm ready for this. And when um, I remember when they went to it and they showed um like the outside of it. Like with the different aliens dressed up all nice and everything, I automatically latched onto it. My first initial thought was, that is really cool. And then John yeah. Williams, like the his canto bite sound part of the soundtrack was just absolutely amazing. What he conducted there. That was beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was a little long at points, but you know what? This movie's two and a half hours for those that forget. So it is a long movie. Get over yourselves, um, yeah. and uh yeah, it was it was awesome. and and Brian, I think it was you that talked about Holdo. I just want to go back to that a bit. Um my one favorite part of that movie was the dynamic between Holdo and Poe being just like that classic military commander versus like a hot shot soldier or trooper or pilot or whatever. yeah,
0: absolutely. That was, was anyone else thinking I was thinking Top Gun. When oh I okay, okay. Yeah. Except yeah, it's the reverse like classes, because of top, in two. Top
4: Gun, Maverick gets away with everything by vir- by virtue of being oh. good. You know, like he does. He never gets Tom. slapped in the face or or yeah, shot. Well, I lo- I loved that Leia <laughs> limps in with the cane yeah. and stuns him. Unbelievable. Oh,
2: that, that was that was great. Well, if
0: it was Tom Cruise, if it was Tom Cruise, that wouldn't happen. Because he's right. he's right, he won't be in a movie where anybody. Did well, she have that
2: stun? That stun yeah. gun was set to full blast too. He. I love that they through, still yeah. use the
4: same graphic for that too. The blue rings, just like in A New Hope. <laughs> oh, let's let's yep. touch on speaking yeah. of callbacks to A New Hope. There's, uh, there were a few callbacks to earlier movies that I really enjoyed. First time we've heard Luke. Well, obviously first, but Luke refers to Palpatine as Darth Sidious. Nice touch.
2: Yes, yeah. that was great. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I also really loved when he told R2, there's nothing you can say that'll change my mind. And R2's like, oh, Hang on, let me let me go to the oh. tape. Loved it. Yeah, and that was and a cheap, it cheap, cheap. move. We got a little, it was a cheap move
1: for me, too. Like, oh, come on, that's not
2: fair.
3: I cried so hard.
1: I love that it was degraded. I know, right? A he was bit. relatively like, new just in episode old.
2: one. He's
1: been sitting like, for 15 like, years. What's he, he been doing? doing? Right? Just sitting there on standby like, throughout the whole movie. <laughs> he woke up for just a little bit like r2 is old like he he didn't play any part in this movie rarely c3 fio played more of a part than r2 did
2: yeah and you know what i was thinking though while i was watching the movie i was thinking that when we saw r2 and i'm like you know what bb8 is just so much more exciting because he can get
1: around quicker there's a lot of more you know it just Brian said it to me like BB 8's kind of like like a dog. Like, it's just like, oh, look at yeah. you, little guy, come here. And then even the way Poe treats him, like, that's he's like, he oh, BB 8, how are you doing, my buddy? He comes out
2: of the shuttle on crate and he like rubs his belly. Yay! <laughs> hey. That was great. I loved yeah, it. I, uh, that amazing. relationship between and the, them That, that is scene amazing. when they're
4: running at the hangar at the very beginning and he's like, don't wait, don't wait for me, go on. And, and BB 8 like just tucks his head in and speeds up. It's just, it's so expressive how they have a semicircle and a sphere or a, a hemisphere on a sphere and it's so it's so well characterized
1: it was great when he was yeah. putting his uh little uh fingers in the dike <laughs> plugging the the sp- and it, it worked.
4: worked it works i love it. and also yeah. speaking of callbacks uh, yep. the targeting system still looks very much like the targeting system we first see in a new hope and the and the falcon you know the 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 Ray lines. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's that was awesome. There's just nothing Which is I accidental in this that. film. There's everything is yeah. so well constructed. And speaking of well constructed, I'd like to hear what this August group of personages feels about Ray's force vision in the cave.
1: I thought it was a past, present, future merging together, uh, that we, they were trying to give us that, um, Like with Ray snapping her fingers and it like doing that whole like like all going through and how she was talking, I I felt like they were trying to give us a visual of what it was like to be within the past, present, and future, all like all at one time, like how time isn't linear. I was more like they were. I was
3: more on the surface with with uh, my analysis and yours. I give props to you on that, but I just love that like how you know there were just rays every like in a straight line. I thought that was so cool and so weird and then when she said that um you know this has to this has to end sometime and then we see you know the camera just going past everything and then she says show me my parents and then it's her which th- I mean that kind of gave me the first clue eh, she's probably a nobody cuz if it so but I love that that was so cool and so weird props to Ryan Johnson he he just he created one of the weirdest, most awesomest Star Wars movies ever. Yeah, it was very interesting. You know what? I got a question for you guys.
2: We got, okay. a, uh, I got an email from Caitlin Rackley. <laughs> She's from the group. And she asks a question. And maybe we can go around and see what you guys think about this because we haven't really discussed this. She says, I have a question about the forced bond between Rey and Kylo slash Ben. How could he be somewhere else and see her? What do you guys think about that, about Snoke's manipulation of, of binding them through the force?
4: The first mo- the first incident of that gives us foreshadowing of Luke's death. Because I, I at, yep. at first, when Luke died, I was like, what it is... I mean, I always make the joke that Padme died of a fatal inconvenience of the plot. Because, oh, sorry, Padme, we need you to die, so you're just going to die. And then I thought, well, maybe that's hereditary. And I actually made a joke about that online, which you know, got some traction. But at any rate the very first thing kylo says about this you couldn't be doing this alone the effort would kill you and turns out he was right because <laughs> that's obviously you know luke just exhausted himself projecting himself that far that vividly that kind of thing so um I, I don't know i think snoke explained it pretty well he established a bridge between the two so that he could stoke kylo's insecurity knowing ray would see it and knowing ray would act on it and deliver her deliver herself right to the throne room
2: now Snoke being so powerful, he could do it to two people. But yet Luke, yeah, but Luke died just doing it for himself. Do you think uh, that
0: Luke well, kind did. of Come gave on. up type
2: thing and he said, really, I need to become uh, one with the force at this point? Or this or you...
0: Not only was he, because that's the one thing, like those two were just like talking during their uh, 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 their their force bond. Luke. Um, Everybody saw him. Yeah, everyone he saw him. He was in Iraq Sabat with ice. That.
4: He's, he was there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's... and yeah, was, another, yeah, he was another, doing a another lot of projection th-
3: sorry chris this i got to uh, point this out real yeah. quick another important thing to remember is that he he actually says he cut himself off from the force so this is doing um astral projection i think it's called um that power exhausted himself so much because that was probably the first like real huge force power he used in, you know, who knows how long. So I'm not surprised yeah, okay. he died the way he did. Yeah.
4: And what a heroic sacrifice, just like his dad did. Luke sacrificed himself Indeed. to save the, to basically to save the resistance. And that's just what Anakin does at the end of Return.
3: True, true, yeah.
4: Now the circle is
3: complete. I was once the learner, but it now is- I am the master. Oh, I, I got to say, see you I, around, at first, kid.
4: I kind of thought it was, that again, was the cynic in me, and, and Ryan Johnson has broken me of this, or at least taught me that I got to relax. The cynic in me, Luke shows up finally to the resistance base, and and I think, oh, great, I'm glad you had time to get a haircut and trim your beard. <laughs> but no, he projects himself as he remembers himself, as he would most like to be seen.
2: He,
0: or, how, or how they remember him.
2: Well, I'm- don't don't forget he had to use some of that just for men oh, too in true. his beard. That's, Daniel's joke. Oh, now, that's, my, that's, that's my joke. Goodbye, is that Mr. Gray That's
0: mine. <laughs> no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
3: What is that?
4: Tazzy is a brand of high-end hair care products. Ah, uh, okay. I thought it was. Yeah, if it's you're familiar if with
3: Terazkazi, was- that's a, a martial arts oh. style. Oh. Yeah, no, I thought it was some Star Wars thing, Brian. No, I was like, "Oh, cool, I'm well, gonna learn something awesome." All right, so no, you're a little young for this, thing. Connor, but
4: there was a video game for the N sixty four called Masters of Terra, which is a martial. It was art. really bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Don't don't
0: don't look oh, okay. for
4: it. In, in Chris, Chris <laughs> in what universe could a Tuscan Raider go up against Return of the Jedi era Luke and win?
0: Oh, it could happen.
4: Gaffy Stick for Sharon That's fine. But at any rate, I'll uh, like if, I'll send if, you if me me the link. Off, I'll send you the link, Connor. It's a it's a, a good one. Okay. Kind
0: of, don't watch
4: it so at any chris, rate okay. that's that's a, a joke that's a joke for the, the fans of high-end hair care products out there the overlap yeah, you can never unsee
3: dangerous. it gotcha all right
4: well chris was i'm sure well, i'm sure all, excited, all three of them are excited he, that you dropped not oh, yeah.
0: you got a reaction all right <laughs> let, me, let me let me ask you guys this um oh man um, I, I know that like i said before we can't even tell where, where it's going to go from episode eight. Like what could happen?
3: Episode nine, uh, you mean?
0: Where it could go f- uh, from episode eight. Uh,
3: oh, okay. Into- oh, okay.
0: Um, like, I think one of the things I'd like to see is maybe a time jump. And like, you know, these guys are all, like, you know, Finn and Ray and, and Poe and everyone, they're already in the thick of it. They're already yes. in their positions. And this is their movie going forward. Um, what I'd like to see from or what I think may happen as far as uh, Kylo Ren uh goes i'd like to see that first order almost operate sort of like if you remember from kotor like the sith empire where they, you know they, they could be like he's at the head and then maybe now we're going to see these knights of ren and they're going to be like his top generals that sort of thing so we have military and mystic and so many more like working together uh and he's just got this this big fighting force and i still think he's going to be slightly unstable you know maybe but what do you guys think
2: I think that's pretty much a guarantee. That dude is off the chain right now,
1: and I don't see him getting <laughs> any better. I love that he was um, like fire every gun on that man. <laughs> and like more! even and I mean, even Hucks, like you would think like the madman that he is that shoots the star killer base to blow up the whole right. republic, he's even like, dude, that's a like, little really real excessive.
0: I really wanted to yell In out God, yeah. like right on there. Like, I think you got him.
2: Yeah, and yeah. how awesome was it when Luke? Yeah. he walks but through was, the cloud and he just brushes his shoulder off. So like, cool. what's up now? Well, where,
0: where else do you think they could That's go to episode eight <laughs> for like from this last film?
2: I, I'd like to see a jump, see some time go by. Um, you know, see have have Kylo I, yeah, get a yeah, little time in the, yeah. in the big chair, General <laughs> yeah. Dameron. So works, yeah. I would think that maybe they would. Ha- Maybe utilize that time jump or some time to lapse to maybe build up the, forces. you know, because they've got unused. Yeah, that, but I mean, right? Leia's going to have to, I mean, what are they've they going to do? They're not going to CG her, right? I mean, that would just be tacky, I think. Um, yeah, they're going to Brandon Lee. They can't do that. She's you know,
0: already the crow Someone was saying to me at work today, kidding. like, what if uh, it's explained that, like, in the, in the opening crawl that Leia's passed? Do you think they'll piss people off I mean there's really nothing they could do if they're not going to do a cG version of her uh they'd have to either do that or mention it somewhere in the film early on
2: yeah
1: I you know that's that's interesting I don't know how they would do it I don't think that they could I don't do think
0: her. I would have an issue hologram. with that
2: myself
1: and 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 use her that way like you don't have to cG her but you could use her as a hologram
2: yeah it would be I mean to be honest with you the Tarkin, I think People yeah, were, were rough on that. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Those guys did a great job with that, man. My buddy didn't even yeah. know. Well Yeah, I had a yeah, bunch I, of friends that I, I, didn't know either. They're like, Oh, I thought that guy died a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I, I he know did. and he no, was he, dead. He's still I'm alive, like, he's hundred and sixty five years guess old. Battlefront,
4: Like, what did this happen? But I asked my <laughs> wife, I was like, What did you think of the you know, the old guy? And she said, Oh, the my wife is Star Wars adjacent. Like she she goes to the movies on opening night with me at midnight, but the first question she asked me at after, after the end of Rogue One after she woke up was, what happened to that little girl's mom? Oh, all right. Anyway, so – but I asked her what she thought of, of the old guy on the Death Star, and she said the one in the white or the one in the gray. I said the one in the gray. She's like, oh, is, was he an alien or something? Like that's all she got was she thought it was makeup. She didn't realize that that was full CGI. So I, I bought it, and I thought the, the Leia CGI was also really good, but I'm glad they're not doing a full
2: movie of it.
0: I wonder if for some people with um, with with the Tarkin thing, is that they know he's yeah. he's already passed on, so anything is going to look not real to them as far as that goes. Like I bought into it, I, I I got it, but I wonder if that could be the case for some people, and that's why they they they, they weren't fully convinced.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. sure. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Chris. Sometimes no matter what you do, people are going to trash it anyway. So, I mean, with with that small. Yeah. but vocal minority of fans. I mean, you you literally can't win. Too much, like, too much CGI, not enough CGI. So um, I, I just hope I hope whatever they do with her and however they kind of wrap wrap it up, I hope it's... I'm, I'm confident that it will be, you know, dignified, nice. I mean, it's, you know... It, she's our princess there, and they, they've
4: always treated her as such.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's it. She really is. And she's just such a cool person, man, in real life. I mean, she's just... Um, imperfect, you know, embraced it, and you know, had just like to laugh, you know, and she could laugh herself, which is great.
4: Now, you guys all watch Thirty Rock? Yes, yeah. She had a, a guest shot in that where she plays a, a starving writer who asks yeah. Tina Fey's character, "Help me, Liz Lemon, you're my only hope." That was oh.
2: that was so good. That was funny. That's. I like- have to- Totally this isn't her.
4: exactly Star Wars, but it is Carrie Fisher. There's a line in Postcards from the Edge, the, the film and the book, which is uh, about Carrie Fisher's life growing up as Debbie Reynolds' daughter. She, at one point, her mom chastises her for being, you know, you're just, you, everything has to be instant gratification with you. And this is a, a line from Carrie Fisher's life. Like, her response <laughs> is, instant gratification takes so long.
2: <laughs> yep. And you can picture her saying that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll do something good. You know, they'll, they'll, she, they'll wrap it up nice. She is the giant that so many
4: that so many people has have stood on her shoulders. I mean, when you look at, you know, people in hindsight. People complain that there's only three women in the original trilogy, and that's fine. You know, that was that's like complaining that H.P. Lovecraft was a racist. You know, he wrote in the 1920s everybody was racist, but you know, back then, if it wasn't for Leia, would we have Ellen Ripley? You know, would we have Ahsoka Tano? Would we have any number of you know of strong women characters? And as a pending father with a daughter on the way, I'm excited to see the path that Leia laid out for women in science fiction overall, but especially in Star Wars. You know, like there's just limitless costumes that I can I can make and acquire for my daughter. And I've already got her lightsaber picked out and I've already got her her Sith name laid out for her. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, but you know, Forty years ago, if you had a little girl who wanted to play Star Wars, you get to be Leia yeah. or Mon Mothma. And who wants to be Mon Mothma? Nobody, nobody. And now you've got <laughs> you've got Jin, you've got Sabine, you've got Hera, you've got um, Rey, you've got uh, obviously Leia still. You know, just uh, over and over again. Uh, Ray yeah. Sloan, Sienna Reed, just nonstop. Captain Phasma, all these women in Star Wars. And people yeah. complain. I, I make a joke. You guys have seen the the William no. Sha- the Shakespeare Star Wars. So those that whole series of books, I'm like, is this the only kind of Star Wars that some of people like? Like where every character is played by a white guy? Like that's just how Shakespeare plays were done.
0: I, I tell you, like but, for me in elementary school, like uh, when I would play Star Wars with my friends, I mean, guess who I always played?
2: Uh, Han Solo. Han Solo, yeah, that's
3: good call. I was,
0: not, I was I, maybe, maybe Han So bro for them, but no, no. I, oh, that's I, good. No, I was always Lando, of course.
4: You know. Chris, if, if I may, um, as yeah. I'm fond of saying on our podcast, us white guys have had a pretty hard time in this country <laughs> for the last 30 minutes or so. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am curious, though, if it's if it's not too insensitive, sure. is Finn enough? Do, do we need more yeah. people of color? Like, I we have a, yes. a okay, we have a colleague on uh, on Channel Star Wars, Daniel, Daniel Figueroa. Figueroa. Who was is writing us an article about uh, about Hispanics and you know we've got Oscar Isaac, we've got Diego uh, DJ whatever you know put between Poe and and Cashin and DJ you know there's just an influx of Hispanics in there. I feel like we need some more. Like let's let's uh, put some soul in our role out there.
0: Yeah, I, I mean you know we, we've had Lando of course we've had uh, 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 <clears throat> uh, Mace Windu and uh, listen I still count Darth Vader as black. I'm sorry uh, you, you got James O'Jones' voice. You're black. But uh, uh, Nubian I, I, god, know, I would... <laughs> 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 what's <a> Nubian? <laughs> but uh, I would, I would love to see more. And, and like Finn, like I, like you know, Jane, kind you know, I champion Finn because no one else will. Um, you know, I would love to, see, I would love to see more, uh, more of us in there. You know, so we can see people that look like us in these roles. I'm not trying to take any roles away from anyone else. But I would just like to see more. Uh, I think Finn is a fantastic character. Um, like I've said time and time again, I do think that that with the Force Awakens, um, where I was ecstatic. I'm like, oh my God, look, we got one, and he's he's the main character, and look, he's got the lightsaber. And then and then the movie came out. It was completely different than what uh, we were expecting, as far as what uh, the Finn character was going to be. So I still, as much as I love Finn, and I still know that that character is growing into the hero that I. Do believe we were supposed to get in Force Awakens? I would like to see more characters, uh, more really strong characters like that. And what I would really like to see, like in Ryan Johnson's new trilogy, make the main character an alien. Good call. Hmm? Yeah. That could be cool. Cool. I'd like to see hey,
4: a Ray don't... Sloan movie. There's yeah. a, we, I, I hate, <laughs> I almost hate to bring it up, but on on the Family Guy version of uh, of Empire, when we or, I shoot, I forget which one it is, but on the Family Guy Star Wars series, oh, we, we first meet Mon Mothma and and peter as Hans says to uh to lois as leia hey look it's the uh the only other woman in the galaxy and, and lois <laughs> i don't like her <laughs> i don't like her Yep. <laughs> but no if, if, we're all familiar with race Sloan, right yes, yes. Okay. so i would love to see her who would you cast I'm not as sure. race Sloan? i'm voting aisha so. tyler
2: oh man mm.
4: Aisha Tyler is the voice the voice of Lana on Archer. She's she's been in Gears of War. She she's been photographed wearing a t shirt that says I can I can beat you at Halo. She's uh she's strong in the force. I think she'd be a great yeah, great uh
0: Is is Ray Sloan like at, at least with the audiobooks, they've always portrayed her with a British accent.
4: Oh, so
1: yeah,
0: if, if, if the British actress. Hmm. Let's see. A let Black me, British actress. Yeah. Let me let me uh River me, song
1: from Doctor Who. No is yeah not black. not black no yeah she is she's
2: um, pretty
4: pretty
0: white is she? <laughs> she's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah.
2: pretty
4: white i mean she's got curly hair but come on daniel
0: All right. well I, honestly
4: from my experience with she's know daniel, daniel, see color so there's you know it's it's fine
0: wait so wait what what era what era with uh with ray sloan
4: i'd like to see her whole career i loved her in the whole a new dawn anthology
0: if they make her, if we're doing young, if we're doing around the time when she was like, uh, don't you say again.
2: Zoe Saldana because she's
4: got enough?
0: No, 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 no. Um, I want to know what
2: happens from Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens.
0: I would yes. say Fre- 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 Magic Mountain. She was, um, one of, uh, uh she was uh, one of the companions for Doctor Who.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah oh, I would speaking like to see of, her now.
4: If we're counting Darth Vader as black because James Earl Jones voices her, is Maz Kanata like also black?
0: Oh totally, Lupita's yeah. um, definitely up but, there. But, but, but to me, like I'd say, I'd say who else? Like it, this is even this is even off the Anyone who even even watched the old GI Joe cartoons? Oh yes, yeah. Destro. Totally, he's he's one of ours. I don't care that he's yeah. Scottish.
4: He's one no, of No, I ours. hear you, Destro. He's only canonically <laughs> he's Scottish.
0: Chrome, man. Yeah, but that's huh? just a mask.
2: He's more like Phasma,
4: the most flexible chrome in the world.
0: Yeah, but his voice is 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 painfully black. Uh, granted, his, his chest is totally white, dude. But uh, his voice—I'm
2: not touching this. I, I have a bad feeling. <laughs> that no matter what I say, it's gonna be wrong.
0: No, no.
1: So let's
2: let's, <laughs> move, let's move on to episode fifty-six.
1: Dirt Gerard. Okay, so I'll yeah, with yeah. this one, thanks for falling on the grenade, Daniel. You're <laughs> <We're already> here <laughs>
4: first. Destro is. Ashy. Right. Shall we? So, but, but if I if I may uh, stop my own digression, but back to uh, back to the Last Jedi, I've seen a, a lot of. Obviously, there's a lot of backlash. This is a really polarizing film, yeah. perhaps more than any Star Wars film in history, and I think it's because Ryan deviates from established tropes. We love nothing more than bland predictability, and when we're given what we when we're given something that we expect to be one way and it's not that way, I think Star Wars fans more maybe more than any other franchise any other fandom i'm aware of you know like when a new harry potter movie comes out you don't see people wishing death and destruction on j k rowling because you know because luna ended up dating neville you know like it's just not it's not how it works but us you know like i compare it to uh i compare it to like an ice cream you know it's not a matter of i like butter pecan You like chocolate? Well, screw you because you're wrong and chocolate is the worst and and screw chocolate. I I hate chocolate and anybody who likes chocolate is stupid and should die in a fire. Like why? Like if you don't watch the movie, it's it's okay. It's all right if you don't like the movie. It's not – maybe it's not for you. You know what? Here's
2: an idea. If you don't like the movie, don't watch it again. Right. Don't complain to me about it. I
4: posted an article today from CNN Money. That uh, indicated that. So, if you guys have probably seen the na- same numbers, but by, by now, whenever this posts, the first weekend of the Last Jedi, it made about 220 domestic, 220 million domestic, 450 uh, million worldwide, and that is the second highest Thursday opening, the second highest opening day ever. Second only, only, to, only to, to what
2: movie, Brian? To Which Awakens. movie?
4: Yes. So I posted that article, and and by the way, it hasn't opened in China yet. So January fifth, those numbers are going to go up worldwide. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. So January Scoring. 6th, we we'll
2: all be able to download Blu-ray copies right. from the <laughs> <your laughs> internet. Uh, yeah. So, you
1: know,
4: com- with that in mind, uh, you know, I I posted that information. CinemaScore of A. By the way, CinemaScore uh, uses in-person interviews with people coming out of the theaters what is a 96% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 53 audience score. Uh, So bots. now that is due to yeah, bots exactly. And there's entire Facebook groups dedicated to let's make fake accounts and post bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes just to make it look bad. So anyway, I posted that and one of the first responses when someone who I thought they were kidding, but I, I discussed with them and they appear sincere a lot of those numbers are from people who went to see it a second time because they couldn't believe that piece of garbage was real the first time. Really, that's that's what you're going with the. I but I I think that's that's an interesting thing we're going to see. I'm interested to see the numbers next weekend because Brian, I think it's did, a... you ever,
2: did you ever watch the other guys that movie with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell? <laughs> yes, Farrell? I did. It's kind of like the logic behind Mark Wahlberg's character when, you know, I learned ballet so I could I could make fun of the fairies down the street type thing. Right. You know? <laughs> I, I saw I it twice because it sucks. You know, this movie is terrible. I'm going to go see it a third time so I can complain about it. Right. Right.
0: That's okay, funny. bro.
4: So I'm interested to see how that movie will, uh, how it will do next weekend because I think it's obviously we all enjoyed it. Um, I haven't met anybody who didn't think it was amazing. Uh, I've seen online a lot of people who m- – one of my favorite reviews, somebody said, Disney has ruined Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The whole saga is spoiled for me. A crime has been committed. Five out of ten.
2: Really? Five? <laughs> it, seems it was that bad and they gave it a five? A five, right? That seems funny. <laughs> like what would it take for it to be a two? It destroyed my life completely. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, six six tops. Uh, I, I just
4: it, – it's disappointing. I, I In addition to Channel Star Wars, I also work on Nerds of the Force. I admin on, on Star Wars Fanbase, and I admin on Sith Library and Archives. So I have, one might say, a broad panoply of interaction with folks online regarding Star Wars. And it's been amazing to me the the number of people I've had to ban for physical threats and and vi- vulgarity. And, you know, like, why does my mother's sexual habits have to come into this? Like, I, I like the movie you didn't. It's okay. But with that in mind, like I I hate to see it, not because I – not because I want to defend the movie. I hate to see it because all of us love Star Wars. And when Return of the Jedi came out, I was in fifth grade, and we – the gym teacher gave us the class off to talk about Return of the Jedi. And I don't remember anybody angry at anybody. It was just, wasn't this cool? Wasn't that cool? Yeah, oh, man, I wish they would have done this. What's the next movie going to be like? Just on and on and on. And now it seems like every
2: Brian, yeah. you know why that's you know why that is? Mm-hmm. Because when we were kids, we weren't taught that the world revolves around us. And that yeah. is part of that's a lot of the problem yeah, is true. that it people want that. everything to revolve suspicion. around them.
4: Well, you know? at any rate, it's disappointing to me because it comes from it comes from a place of love. And, you know, being a Sith enthusiast, I know how that can be twisted into hate and it's so disappointing to see it. And like, wh- I asked one guy on a group. Like, he said, "I give up on Star Wars. I took off my Star Wars shirt and walked out of the theater." And I think Daniel, it was you, didn't he? Daniel commented? You know, I hope it wasn't too cold out there. Yeah, and uh, the guy's like, it-. and the guy says, "It was, it was worth it." He's saying, "It, it was worth it," because you know, I'm not, I'm not representing Star Wars anymore. And I asked him. I said, "Why are you in this group?" And he said, "To, to wait until, uh, to to wait to see people uh, come come around on Last Jedi." Well, that's not a good reason. So guess what? He's not in the group anymore. So at any rate, I, I didn't mean to go on about that so long, but I, I am interested. I, I didn't want to just monologue there, but I am interested in, in hearing. Have you, have you guys, do you think that seeing people's pe- seeing people's lack of appreciation for the series no. or for the movie rather, has that colored your appreciation of it at all?
0: No, I think Absolutely, made, of it uh, a little bit. may have strengthened mine a little bit, but, um, um, uh, I, it, it does sort of break my heart to see the fandom as, you know, just as toxic as it is, as you know, with throwing them, you know, with all the vitriol they have towards this, this movie. And sometimes the franchise in general, like, it's just sad. Like, I just, I've always grown up just appreciating it, all of it. Not like being a blind follower or anything like that, but I just, I just happen to like it all. And um, it just, thanks to the internet and comment sections. It's, <laughs> it just, it's, it's just uh it really, I, I used to think that Star Wars fans weren't as bad as, as Star Trek fans.
2: Yeah. yeah, we're in a different we're in a different world now, though, with the way people consume things, and that's yeah. you know, part of what we talked about a few yeah. weeks ago with, with Brian and Daniel and on uh, Channel Star Wars Hour. It's everything's immediate. You know, you get responses right away for stuff. I mean, Danny Smith says this all the time. Nobody hates Star Wars like a Star Wars fan, sure. and something sad about the way people are is that I'm not going to name this person, but there's a person who's very involved in the fandom. Um, You know, they've been active in groups and things like that. And they're at the point now where they literally don't want anything to do with the fandom at all. They want to just go see the movie and then they don't, they just don't even want to talk about it with anybody because it just, it takes the joy out of being a fan because of all the negativity. I mean, the last four days, all that the admin and the Alliance have done is put out fires. And, you know, some of the admin get frustrated. We knew this is coming. It happens after a movie. It's happened. You know, we've we've been around since you know before the Force Awakens came out, so we're used to it. But you know, it's frustrating, and it's you, you see these savages that they just come on and they they hammer you, and then they attack people personally. Um, it's just I don't know. And I I truly believe that it's it's the minority, but yeah, it's very loud. it is they're, they're very vocal. They're very in your face about it, and. You know, after a while, you know, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. It's not really a lot, but it's it's enough to just, you know, it's not. it gets frustrating sometimes. And it's too bad. I was,
1: nothing <laughs> can ruin my experience of that movie. You know, like I, the Porgs were exactly what I wanted them to be. They were these like cute little fluff balls that did all of these funny little things that just added to a little humor to the movie. And uh, yeah, I love porgs. You know what? I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if they're a marketing <laughs> device. I don't care. I love them too. I'll buy more plushies and I'll get porg socks. Daniel, I'm I want with a you porg Paisley I love button-up porgs. shirt. I can't find one, but I'll find one.
0: All right, you need to calm just, down,
1: man. Hell, I'll have one made for you. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll yeah. give me a tailor. You guys need Russian. to get down with the
0: porgs. <laughs> I, I would.
1: Island. I've actually, Chris, not a fan. I've got a Porg window um, plushie coming for my car that like mimics what happened in the movie when they did that hard turn and the Porg hit the uh, windshield. My
2: favorite.
1: Just keep driving by Chris's store with that porg on your window, driving bananas. I'm gonna throw a couple of them and have them all sticking to the windshield in the morning. He's gonna come <laughs> with
4: porg's also. So we we didn't get a lot of Chewbacca in this movie, but I did like what we got. And I think my favorite moment was him just preparing to chow down on what like like a delicious porg. That
0: and baby, of course that's oh, my man. favorite porg was that one.
2: F- now, that sad little standalone right, porg with his old, little lip quivering. Yeah, He's literally making Chris, me. Chris's
4: favorite porg is the roasted one. Yes, right.
0: <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> it
4: did look tasty. Though. I wanted to ask though, on on a serious point, um, how long was Ray mm-hmm. on Akto Damn. Long enough for a porg to build a nest, lay eggs, and hatch them a
0: few days because
4: that happens. I mean, we see that we see a nest with baby porgs inside the millennium falcon. Do you think that porg like relocated into the millennium falcon because I got the sense she was there like a couple days tops.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking that they had to be there before, you know, the interaction car yeah. with, you know, with it the It didn't seem like it was First order getting it didn't there. seem the like the it was The fastest on exactly hunk
1: of on. junk in the galaxy defeated by yeah. porgs. They were definitely in a different, different sequence, all you know, those porgs um,
4: climbing all over the, the cockpit, and the one like tearing a strip off the seat. Chewbacca's just like, oh,
2: I had these porgs out here, <laughs> love it, I love they it. Had that whole little nest in there, and um, and the one yeah, where they, the they were definitely whatever, a different, that one different times.
4: That's funny. So, at any rate, I, I he was the he was the alpha porg. <laughs> one <all laughs> of my favorite. Uh, I think it was uh. Oh shoot! I it's it's one of my favorite production comments. It was on Twitter. Somebody was complaining about porgs are just a marketing device and just trying to sell toys or whatever. And uh, I think it was was it was it Hidalgo Daniel. He posted um, porgs are just a marketing device. Says the guy with four three hundred dollar lightsabers. I love him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep,
2: that was Pablo.
4: I love Pablo. Friend of the show
2: salty salty, that, salty yeah, guy
0: he's that the best that poor man every time something new comes out for stars i'm like i hope that guy gets a raise because he's got so much he's got to deal with
4: well that's something yeah. interesting we talked about uh we we mentioned that we had our uh our convocation of the meeting of masters on on the channel star wars star wars hour uh that was something that that we brought up was uh the social media has affected how we consume Star Wars so fundamentally. We have a direct line, like, you can just tweet right at Ryan Johnson and Ryan Johnson will see it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, presumably, or I, I guess it more realistically, Ryan Johnson's assistant will see it and bring it to his attention if they feel it's worthwhile. Right. But I, I get the sense that Hidalgo and Filoni don't really have a, a screen. I think they're just, you know, checking stuff on their phone on the airplane or whatever. Like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll fire back.
2: Oh yeah, Pablo's answered every tweet I've tweeted. Ian on. McDermott liked one of my tweets to him. Nice, oh, awesome.
4: He's, he's a riot. So
2: awesome.
4: Uh, I heard uh, one of our associates at the uh, uh, the Alliance of Star Wars fanatics uh, got hit on by uh, by. Oh, sorry, no, it wasn't her. It was we interviewed uh, cosplay Meg who does a. She's in the Mando Merc. She's also in Rebel Legion. Also in the Five Hundred First. She does a Mandalorian Merida a mashup of a Mandalorian and uh, Merida from Brave and we interviewed her not long ago and she saw McDermott at an event and he hit on her. He said something along the lines of, Oh, you shouldn't be wearing that outfit here, dear. You could get yourself in trouble. And she's like, Oh, you. So good job. Ian. One day I will, I will meet him. He's absolutely my, uh, my hero.
2: Hopefully you'll, you'll meet your yeah. idol someday. Um, you know what? Let me ask you guys this. Um, we'll start with Brian. We'll go in the order. Um, when you went to see this movie for the first time, who'd you go to? Who'd you go with?
4: I went alone. I was doing media coverage for Channel Star Wars at a at the uh, movie tavern on West Seventh in Fort Worth, Texas. So I was uh, just on my own, just me and my camera and a microphone. I didn't see it with anybody. And then I saw it on Sunday with a a colleague who is uh, I'm currently on business trip for my real world job, and uh, one of my colleagues who's down here also wanted to see it. So just a.
2: You, you enjoyed it, right? I I, I was going to say, I feel bad. You didn't get to see with any of your friends or anything, but you were you were out of town, so I, I guess I you, loved to, I you, had to you had to do what you had to do, right? I saw with
4: a theater full of my friends that I, had just, I just hadn't met them yet.
2: Um, That's an excellent uh, point. I like that. Last,
4: last year, I saw Rogue One in Norwich, England at a, the Odeon uh, IMAX Theater, and I saw it again with uh, – my wife was with me on that, but I watched it with her on one on one side and one of the Death Trooper actors on the other.
0: Nice.
4: And I I, I can't honestly say that it was any better or worse. It was – it's – it's Star Wars. I'm in the movie. I'm not in the theater.
0: Yeah.
1: Daniel, who'd you go with? So me and my brother have kind of started a tradition since the new movies have come out to where we're going to see him together every time. Uh, Force Awakens, we went. We were there, uh, I think, about three hours early. He thought I was crazy. He thought I was crazy. I was like, no, Steve, listen, we don't get assigned seating here, so we have to get there. We need to be in line and ready to get in the theater so we can sit in the center, like top, and well, not the very top, but just enough so we get the panning of the yeah. surround sound and all of that good stuff. And we did for the Force Awakens, and then Rogue One, he really screwed the pooch. And you know, we get there, we're sitting all the way in the front, all the way to the side, and it was just awful. And my neck hurt, and I, I didn't like like the the three D for Rogue One was just terrible like it was popping out wrong I hated it I had to go the next day I was so mad I told him he was never gonna live it down this (laughs) time he listened to me came three hours early we get there we were like fourth in line so we were able to get our good seats again and uh it it was just it was good because like he's there and like I'm I I mean the poor kid probably walks out with like bruises because (laughs) I just like I slug him in the arm like every time something cool happens. In this movie, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I, I <laughs> just like kept hitting him. I'm here uh, to say I haven't watched uh, a movement. movie
4: with Daniel, but we were at Star Wars Celebration for the Last Jedi uh, panel, and, uh,
1: and I kept grabbing. And, his and Daniel
4: is a, a, a is a slugger. Uh, by by no means is yeah, he exaggerating yet.
2: that. Yeah, I mean, Daniel gets kind of handsy. How huh, when he's around Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very affectionate. <laughs> I want to go see a movie with him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's we good that. you don't have to see yeah. it myself. You get your good seats now around here. No, all these all theaters have assigned seating around here now. I, I don't even know of one that doesn't. So uh, that anxiety at least has gone away for me anyway. That's nice. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's it's very nice. You don't have to worry about it. Um, Chris, who'd you go? Who'd you go with the first time you saw it?
0: Uh, I went with uh, like five of my friends. Um, my best friend Jim, my buddy Mike, my buddy Marcus. <laughs> um, somebody else I Uh but uh yeah I'm I'm in the same way like I will whoever's sitting next to me like my friends know now from years of this if an awesome fight scene comes on they're getting the beat out of them. I'm sorry you don't have to edit that. <laughs> but uh like I do <laughs> okay. I do I uh like I'm I'm hitting whoever's next to me cuz it like it's just that awesome like the the uh the throne room scene. Yeah both my buddies got beat up.
2: I like to hear that. <laughs> you're you're invested. That's oh, great. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's good to hear everybody's viewing habits on stuff uh connor would wh- you go with the first time you went to see it
3: uh, i just went with a few of my friends that um they ha- they also were going to the same like theater and the same time so i just hitched a ride with them we went to see it and i remember they said that they heard me crying about five times during this movie and they were correct i cried yeah about five or six times during the first showing. The first time I saw it and uh, I'm not I'm I'm not going to say I regret it because I get emotional with Star Wars. So, yeah, that's really it. I mean, and then I saw it today with a few of my friends and they never they didn't see it. This was their first time and we discussed it and everything after. So it was great.
2: Connor's very emotional, but we're gonna harden his heart in the oh, Alliance God. of Star Wars fanatics. You have. We're, we're go on gonna on make you numb, so you won't you won't you'll never cry again.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, guy, you have. Yeah, this guy oh yeah. My goodness. Connor's already a weapon. You saw him today. He's already a weapon, this guy.
2: Yep. Our it's paying off all our hard work. <laughs> I have uh I, I started a little tradition back in two thousand fifteen. Um when the force awakens came out, I decided I was going to use my superior negotiation skills and secure an entire theater for a lot of friends. And I have done that for force awakens rogue one. And now for the last Jedi. So on Thursday at seven o'clock, we uh, I'm sorry, seven 30, we had 130 of my closest friends all get together. Um, we meet at a restaurant next door ahead of time, about 75, 80 people came to that. Um, All the kids, I make up lanyards for them. Um, People come dressed up. It has really become something pretty cool. I think that my my kids will remember that, Um, especially my son. He's a huge Star Wars fan, and he's eight, so he's at that like perfect Star Wars kid age. Um, And it was just, it was a lot of fun, and it's it's amazing to see of all the people that I had come, they, there were so many different people from different backgrounds, people from like, you would never think that these people were Star Wars fans just from, from knowing them socially. And they find out that you have a theater and it's, it's, it's amazing the kind of people that, I mean, the Star Wars fans could be anyone. It could be, you know, your doctor or um, the guy working at the car wash or, you know, Uncle Jimmy, who, you know, says three words a year. These guys are all Star Wars fans and and they go and they enjoy it. And it's it's just a lot of fun to be with, you know, be with people. Um I go in smaller groups for my my showings after that, but doing that, um, you know, with a large group of, you know, I got a lot of family, a lot of good friends. Um, it was it was just a ton of fun. And um I'm hoping I get to do that for a lot more, a lot more movies in the future. And I'm hoping for Han Solo, I can get some of you boys to come up.
3: That yes. would be great because I'm going to yes. get a beer
2: for that. So I would love um, to
3: be there.
2: It would be great to have some, have some Alliance guys and, and whoever else come up and uh, have, a, have a special VIP row. And then Daniel wouldn't have to get all stressed out waiting on his seats. Um, he'd only have to drive eight hours to get that seat. But it seems like you waited longer in line, so it might might actually work out better for you.
1: I'll figure it I was, out. It won't be a big deal. I was deal.
2: so <laughs> happy to
4: be at the theater I was at here in Fort Worth because I had initially been scheduled to be in Iwakuni, Japan on a Marine Corps air station out there. And I was I was all set up with the public affairs office and the Morale Welfare Recreation Department to broadcast from the base theater where they were getting it uh, at midnight Thursday Japan time, which is 10 in the morning Wednesday East Coast time. So I was going to see it 12 hours ahead of any of my friends, and I was all set. I was going to wrap myself in the flag. Hello, this is Brian on Channel Star Wars. We're talking to the soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, sacrificing their freedoms to defend yours. Let's see how they like the movie. And I didn't get to go. So instead, I was at Fort Worth. I had kind of scrambled to to find a theater that that would let me come in there and broadcast. And I mean, I walked in and bought a ticket for the 8 o'clock show, center of the theater, No, and and it wasn't, the theater wasn't full. And there's maybe there's, I mean, there's a lot of theaters in Fort Worth. So, and they were all showing Last Jedi on every screen. So, I, you know, I guess it was kind of diluted, but I was a little disappointed. I didn't have to wait in line. I mean, you know, who wants to wait in line? This guy, it's exciting. It's part of the deal for me. I'd love to come over there for the Hanzo movie. I'll tell you. It would be nice to to unite the, you know, the the lions and form (laughs) Voltron up there. Yeah.
2: It would be great to, to get as many people as possible to do that. I think it would be fantastic. I mean, up here, Brian, it was, it sold out. I mean, everywhere. So for the, like all weekend, it was tough to, I, like I went on to see if I could buy a couple of tickets sold out. Um, you know, Boston is, must be a, a lot of Star Wars fans. And some of these theaters are the big, you know, 20, 22, 24 screens. And um, it, I think it did pretty good up here. Um, hope Hopefully, hopefully it did. It sounds like money wise, it did did very well. But um, even looking this week, I was thinking about going a couple times this week. And at you know two o'clock on the afternoon, I'm looking, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to sit in the first three rows because like the back six rows are all full during the day. It's like, don't people work? I guess everybody had the same idea I did. But
3: yeah, you're um, lucky, G. I don't. I mean, locally, I mean, other than Dan, who I have yet to meet, and it's pretty cool that. I I found out he lives like right near me and Chris, too. I mean, you live in Philly, right, Chris? Like a few hours, like an hour. So, yeah, you're about an hour or so from me. But other than you guys not met, there's locally, I don't have many Star Wars fans to talk to. And it sucks. So I'm envious of you, Gerard, having all those Star Wars fans in Boston. That's awesome. There are
2: a lot of them. But you know what?
3: You do We've guys got find a lot yourself spoiled too. by the yeah.
4: percentage of your friends that you interact with over Star Wars. I told people that people asked me what I went for as for Halloween, and naturally I went as Palpatine. I'm in a Lucasfilm acknowledged costume group as Palpatine, mm-hmm. so I had my full rig on lightsaber and everything. So I, they just they say, "Oh, well, you know what you do for Halloween? Oh, I dressed up as the Emperor. Which Emperor? <laughs> what do you mean, which Emperor? It's." it's it's funny, right? The like only who, one. You will
3: pay the price
4: for your. And lack I've of had some vision. fun with that actually, and this is uh, something I'm borrowing from one of my favorite comedians, Kyle Kinane. talks about defeats disguised as a victory. So here's my defeat disguised as a victory. I'll tell someone, yeah, I do Star Wars costuming. I go to you know some some hospitals and, and fundraisers and things like that. Oh, really? Who do you dress as? I dress as Emperor Palpatine, and they look at me and they go, Yeah, I can see that. Hey, I'm only 43. You know, like at first I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm born for the role. Wait a minute. He's like, and in the cosplay community, there's a lot of less now, but there have, there has been in the past, a lot of body shaming. You're like, oh, you're too fat for that costume. You're too old for that character or whatever. Um, you know, like if you, if you got a couple pounds on you and you're, and you're still dressing a slave Leia, more power to you, guy or girl. It's, you know, it's all in fun. Right. So when is somebody going to bully me? Hey, you're too young and handsome to play that character. Get out of that! <laughs> it's, it's not fair. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's not going to happen. year old disfigured uh, octogen- <laughs> octogenarian reptile, and uh, and you know everybody's just fine with it. Yeah, I could see that. Screw you, buddy.
2: With... with- Monkey eyes. I, I never, I've thought
4: about doing the monkey eyes. I, I've always wondered about. It. it'd be interesting to uh, to do that. Although I have a costume idea and for your listeners out there, I'd love to share this. Any of you costumers out there, please steal this idea because I'm not going to do it. Here's what you do. You get a episode three Anakin Skywalker costume together. Really get a really good quality one. Get Get your lightsaber, get the gauntlets, the whole little tunic and all that. Do your hair. Really do it upright. Maybe not the hair. Because then you get a white morph suit. You guys familiar with what a morph suit is? It's like a stretchy uh, yeah, uh, full yeah. body suit. A Power Ranger thing? Oh, yeah. It's a stretchy full body suit that like you can, you can, it covers your face. You can still see out of it because the, the fabric is, is thin enough. So you wear the white morph suit under the Anakin and you are mannequin Skywalker. Hmm. So. I like it. Anyway, you guys out
1: there, take that. I actually run like with it. I'm sticking with Palpatine. You have me. just listened to yeah. the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics podcast. Uh, that was <laughs> Brian and his heart. No, I kidding.
2: Um, well, I, it seems like you guys, everybody liked the movie. It
3: was. Um, I loved it. What are you talking about, I G?
4: I loved it. it.
2: What's not to like? Yeah.
4: I ask. I've asked people what specifically they don't like, and I've and I have yet to see one specific. It sucks. Right. What sucked about it? The plot. What What was bad about the plot? It sucked. Okay, so like, now no, we're back to square one. Like valid. they just they are great, <laughs> right? And it always so many plot holes. Well, what holes were it? You know, all the holes. Okay, I don't know. I um, really studied that yeah. movie and I saw I what I think, and I could be wrong. I had to watch it a third and fourth time, but I think I did find one continuity error, which is
2: we we discussed yeah, that
4: looking down on in the, at the bird's eye view, looking down at the salt plain just in front of the mine as. Kylo is coming down onto it to meet Luke. The bird's eye view appears to show that plane is entirely red. It's just been been washed out, everything, and you know, like between the battle and ships and everything, it is just red. But then when we come down to ground's eye view, Luke and Kylo are facing each other on a white plane. And it's possible they walked beyond it. It just it didn't seem like there was enough room. That's the only... I mean, I would have liked to see the First Order send more fighters out. Like you got four Star Destroyers watching that dreadnought get torn up. Maybe maybe there's a TIE fighter or two in your hangars you could send out. Yeah,
3: but that's you know what, what I always wondered about.
4: There's a willing suspension of disbelief. You know, at some point you have to realize sound doesn't travel in space. There's no such thing as lightsabers and space magic doesn't work. Just watch the movie and enjoy it. And if you don't watch the movie right. and enjoy it, why do you have to take it so personally? Ryan Johnson isn't sitting at yeah, home just- thinking, oh, man. Oh man! This is really. This is really going to sh- hmm. screw up Shane Moss. Shane Moss is going to be so unhappy with this. I can't wait to see
0: what he says on Star Wars fan base. How I about, can't how wait. There, there is one thing when um when I should Luke use that guy's real name when Luke mentioned uh, Darth Sidious. <laughs> oh, uh, it, didn't he say that he that he was also the Jedi Master that trained Darth Vader? Did he say that, or did he say like Sith Lord?
4: He said. He said it was. No, a, he said there was. A was also
2: a Jedi Master. It was a
0: Jedi Master. He trained
4: him,
2: not he was. He must have been referring referring yeah. to Obi Wan, but which I still. I mean, he really didn't train Darth Vader. He trained Anakin, and then Anakin. I don't know. I've never you know,
4: bought into that. They're different people policy. Like it's the same dude. I mean, you can't change your name yeah. And, and
2: yeah. He's the same guy, but I mean, he. You know, technically, he was. You know, I guess you could just say. Pre Sith Anakin because he wasn't, you know, he trained Anakin, but you know, Anakin turned to the dark side after he had been trained. So, was it Obi Wan's fault? I don't know. People could probably Obi would that, argue
4: but, it was his fault. Um,
2: yeah, but I think he's his own worst yeah. critic. I don't think it was his fault. I think it's Anakin's and life. If I may touch
4: on something, his, I think that is that's my strongest argument against Ray being a Kenobi because I I can't see I can't see Obi Wan on Tatooine in his self-imposed exile, flagellating himself for twenty years. You know, in remorse over the death of his of his unconsummated love, Satine Krees. Oh, and also everyone he's ever loved and cared about also dying. Uh, You know, he's blaming himself for that. I just can't seem like, you know what I should do is get busy. Like, I just don't see it.
2: Yeah, I think that is probably the least I, I think she'd be a Palpatine before she'd be a Kenobi.
4: All right, I'm gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna be mad at me, G. But I gotta tell my two arguments against Palpatine, the Palpatine connection. Argument one: Picture Palpatine with a <laughs> bouncing a little girl on his knee.
2: Yeah, not <laughs> happening.
4: Okay. And argument two, and this is this is oh, where this is where I'm gonna lose you. Picture Palpatine having sex.
2: Uh, Mic drop. All right, guys. Thank you,
0: we will see you next time. That's alright. That's what we definitely a. Ray is definitely
2: uh, yeah. I gotta pour some. I gotta <laughs> pour some bleach into my ears.
0: That's all right. Ray is a canoe body, so.
2: Uh, I
0: can. A canoe body. I love it. Nice,
2: nice one, nice red red one, Chris.
0: There's a t-shirt Shirt right your... there. Yep. Yeah, man.
2: Chris. Yeah. We'll make a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> I will get started on that design oh, that's right gold. now. gold. <laughs>
2: all right. I think we're tired. We're <laughs> starting to ramble, so. We should probably corral this group, this started. power group of guys we've had. How about we go back around one more time and use one word to describe the movie? Brian. Strategery. Daniel. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sorry. I want my – All boy. right. Nobody got – I'm going to start it. again. <laughs> ready? We're going to use one word to <laughs> describe the movie. Ready? Push. Brian, go. Unpredictable. Good word. Daniel. Needed, I like it, Chris.
0: Amaze balls.
2: That's a good word, <laughs> Connor. You better top it. Saga changing. <laughs> That's two words. I don't care. It was that good. Wow, he said it like a boss. I'm gonna give you that. You get that. Saga hyphen changing. Yeah. Um, my word, impressive.
3: Most impressive. Yeah. Look at
2: you. It was good. Um, guys, I appreciate you guys taking the time out tonight, this very late evening, and uh, great. getting together and talking about this. We went a little longer than we thought we were going to, but I had a ton of fun. Um, Can we do plugs? Yeah, absolutely. Brian, you go ahead and you plug.
4: All right. So, folks, I appreciate you listening. And and again, Gerard, thanks for having me on the show. My name is Brian Karasik. I admin at the Sith Library and Archives, a a curated collection of Sith-related memes, jokes, cultures, and art. You can also find me at ChannelStarWars.com, where we broadcast uh, more or less, let's say, bi-weekly, a podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. ChannelStarWars.com. We hope you'll join us.
2: Fantastic. Check them out. Hang with those guys. They're good people. Daniel,
1: let's let's hear your shameless plug everything Brian said <laughs> except for the Sith library stuff, but I am ChannelStarWars.com uh, I also am a host with Brian on the Channel Star Wars Hour, and you can also find me as my uh, at, at my new position on the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics uh, deleting your nasty yeah. comments <laughs>
2: That is true and what an un- what rewarding job it is, <laughs> Chris. We know who you're with, right? Who are you with?
0: Yeah. I I'm with the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. I am Tows with for life. You uh, you can find me on there, also deleting comments uh, and and rolling my eyes at all the stupid uh, theories that people post up.
2: And lastly, but not least, we have Young Connor, who's probably applying war paint as we speak.
3: Connor, <laughs> who are you with? Oh, I'm with House. I'm with <laughs> Represent all the way. The Alliance of Star- That's right, baby Attics. It's great. Ah, uh, yeah. You'll find me on Facebook, just going through the group, making sure people aren't being dumb or you know bashing. <laughs> which, you know, it's pretty hard not to see that. So yeah, and gee, I'm actually, I actually kind of am applying my war paint. Once this, once we stop this, I'll look in the group, see what kerfuffery has happened in the group, and, then just, and just kefuffery. yeah.
2: Connor has Connor has joined the Towswift Barbarian Training Program. He was he was once a nice young guy who never said bad words, and now he walks around carrying a, a thirty six inch sword on his back.
0: Listen, that is not war paint. That is actually, that is deer blood. He
2: yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, you can find uh, find the group, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics on uh, Facebook. You can go to our website, T-A-O-S-W-F, where we have links to all our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram at T-A-O-S-W-F also. And um, check it out. Check out the group. Check out uh, channel Star Wars. Check out uh, Star Wars fan base. All those, uh, all that good stuff. There's a lot of good people in the fandom. We know we talked about a lot of the negative stuff, but um, like I brought up a bunch of times, it is. Uh, I think it's a vocal minority. There's tons of good people out there, and if you get in the right place, you can have some decent conversations and talk about the stuff we love. We'll uh, celebrate what we love rather than talk about what we hate, right, guys? That's um, that's what we hope yeah. to do. So. Mine. Guys, I appreciate uh, you all taking the time to come and talk. It was uh, a fantastic show, and I look forward to doing this again with you guys real soon. Gentlemen,
4: I feel like that was
2: fantastic. Thank you. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care.